Welcome back, Spring Racing, myself and the Skip once again. How are we feeling? Good weekend last weekend? Yeah, it was good to be back. Good weekend for probably both of us, I'd say. So it's good to get back in the winner's circle. Not as great. It could have been better. Could have had a few more winners late there. But um, it was a weird sort of day. I started off struggling and I was about to throw the towel in, but ended up sticking to it and having a really good day to the back end. Yeah, you just got to keep fighting. The winners, next winner's not too far away. That's it, and one normally brings two, and then two brings three, so that's the way to go. <laughs> Just ride the momentum. Jump straight into it. We've got, obviously, a few, couple up here at Rose Hill, and then down south, Derby Day, always a great day. But Rose Hill, soft six at the moment. It was a little bit of, I'm not too sure, did the rain hit today? There was predicted rain. Yeah, a little bit of a thunderstorm, but nothing too uh, too crazy. It's been really hot the last two days, so and pretty windy, so you'd think the track would dry out a fair bit from now till Saturday. Yeah, so there's not much rain over Friday and race day, so I said it was a good four, just depended how much the rain hit. I said we didn't get much down here, so I wouldn't expect too much there, but we'll jump straight up to race seven, the 1300 Nature Strip Sakes over... It's named after the previous year's Everest winner, so next year it's going to be called the Giga Kick Stakes. Obviously, the key races for this field are the Everest and the Sydney Stakes, both a couple of weeks back on the same day. Ten of the 12 runners come out of either one of those two races. One of the two who doesn't actually is the favourite, lost and running, but he was scratch race morning. What do you like and why? Um, I've actually got two plays here. I have stuck, I'm going to go a $60 on lost and running. Just going to stick with her, just because... I heard she was ready to go for the Everest and unfortunately went down with, a, I think, an infection or something. So that was a bit of a shame. But going to stick with her just because of that, just because of the form she was in pro, uh, previously before she did get scratched. I reckon she would have gave the Everest a red hot crap too. So my first play would be 60 on that. And my other one's Private Eye, who ran a fantastic race in the Everest. I know you were on it at good odds. And, yeah, I, I can see it definitely swooping over the top this weekend. Yeah, Private Eye, that was devastating, watching Giga Kick just storm over the top. Yeah, myself, that little setback turned me away from the favourite. I heard all the reports, apparently a lot of experts were saying it probably wins the Everest if it starts. I don't know if it does, maybe, but just because of that little setback, I went away and I landed on Mazu, the second favourite. It's drifted out of touch, he was $4, 440 now. He finished third within, within a length of Giga Kick there, but he faced a much tougher run than both Giga Kick and Private Eye. He ended up, he was about three wide with cover. Giga Kick, I think, was just behind him, and Private Eye was on the rail inside of him. He's drawn beautifully here in the rail. He'll stalk the lead. And honestly, my biggest worry is probably the good track. I know that sounds crazy. He hasn't seen one on race day since October last year, so look, he probably gets through it, but is he as quite as good as these others on good tracks? I'm hoping he is. So I've gone 80 on my zoo, and then I was tossing and turning. I was thinking about a duet. I've never really got into the duets, but it's just like a two horses run top three. But I ended up just going twenty dollars the place out of one out of the Sydney Stakes, and it's brutality. He ran the best last six hundred of the two races. Obviously, it helps that the Sydney Stakes was run 0.7 of a second slower, but he still came from last of the field. It was an eighteen horse field. Not going to be as far back this time in twelve in a twelve horse field. And if a couple of those top liners, because I think they're all obviously a class above, but if a couple of them don't quite show up, aren't quite right after grand final day, it's 13, he's $13 the place, I believe, still. Yeah, $13 the place. I'm happy to have a $20 bet there. Hopefully, maybe sneak up. If you want to get a bit more adventurous, chuck in the duet, maybe, or even the Quinella. But that's my two little plays there. We've also, he couldn't join us today, but we might be adding a little another little member to the team. We're going to call him KG. 
he I'll just he couldn't make it today, but I'll spit out his his tips for each race and then a couple around the grounds he's got. But he's got Mask Crusader fifty each way. What do you you like Mask Crusader or a bit not a fan of it? Oh, uh, yeah, I reckon it's definitely proved itself uh, previously, but yeah, I think it'd, probably, it'd be up there. But I'm still, I still think the quality in the race is probably just a, too good for it at the moment, yeah. especially uh, with the likes of Lost and Running and uh, Private Eye coming fresh off a nice run in the Everest. Well, not Lost and Running, but a few of those other horses had a nice sort of run in the Everest. So, yeah, be interesting to see how that goes and see if we can go back to its best form. Yeah, plus it always missed the kick. Never helpful. But we'll move on to the next race, race eight, the feature up in, at Rose Hill, the Go- Golden Eagle, the third th- richest race on turf, worth just over $10 million and great initiative by Racing New South Wales, 10% of that pool goes to nominated charities selected by owners, but onto the race, it's over 1500 and it's only, the only race specifically for four-year-olds in the country. And interestingly enough, a couple of the international raiders come over and contest. They've been brought over, they've been moved to Australian trainers now. One of those is the favourite. Yeah, he's got big wraps on him coming over from Europe, I believe. Can he live up to the hype? I feel like we might be in the same camp here, so I'll let you go first because I know you've backed... If it's the same one, I know you've backed her a couple times. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm sticking with uh, Chain of Lightning here. I'm going all chips in on Chain of Lightning. You know what uh, the, they say, surround yourself with winners and you too shall win. <laughs> so I'm just sticking with Jamie Carr there. Like I said, it's only really let me down once and besides that, it's been pretty pretty classy and last start was a great win too. I think against Pride of Jenny and I think, uh, I can't remember who else was in that race, but it was a pretty quality field. So, um, yeah, I'm sort of struggling to pick one, so I've just gone all chips in or chain of lightning. Jamie Carr probably gets me over the line there and, yeah, recent form's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, 100% I'm chips in as well, all 100. Winning machine, chain of lightning, six from seven. Only miss was two back on a heavy nine in a group three. Jamie Carr, interestingly enough, bypasses the rich derby day down in Melbourne in favour of this mare in this rich race. And she commented, the time I rode her and got beaten, I didn't think the race suited her. There, was, there wasn't much pressure. I think she's really good when there's a hot speed. It showed last start when she bounced back brilliantly, scored by just under two lengths and it's going to be a pretty similar tempo here. Big 20-horse field, and there's a number of leaders, so I'm 100% in the greens with Skip. All in. Chain of lightning to get the business done for us. And KG's gone. He's in with us, but he's gone. $100 chain of lightning and the favourite light infantry, Quinella. So he's playing a little bit, hopefully, top two faves, but looks like, for me personally, I think it's between the top two faves, but you can let us know in the comments or whatever. We'll move down south now. Flemington. Race. Oh, sorry. Flemington. It's a soft six. But I can't see too much improvement. There's rain predicted. It doesn't look overly heavy, but it's like raining all week. Raining all the way through Melbourne Cup Carnival. I've landed on a soft seven because I don't think it'll be heavy enough to get us in the heavy range. But what a way to kick off the Melbourne Cup Carnival. Derby day. Arguably the best race card of the year. All nine races. Group level. Adding the three group runs. And you got the Golden Eagle and Rose Hill. Doesn't get much better. But race six, we're starting at Flemington. We've got the first of the group ones, the Coolmore Stud Stakes. For the three-year-olds, up the straight. Myself, I'm tipping Brunos Nachos. Finished inside the top two in three of four starts. The only miss being three back when he copped a massive check. Lost positioning. Love the straight check experience. I think only about four of them have had it. He's had it the last couple starts. He won on protest two back. And then last start, he almost ran down kick, gear kick in the up the straight. 
That was a run which screamed out for 1,200. Ran home in 43.29, which was the fastest 800 of the day. So I'm just going chips in. 100, Brunos Nachos. Where's your money going? Yeah, I've got another chips in play here. I've just stuck with in secret. Uh, I know it ran a pretty good race last start and just get done by flying Jackano, which is in the race as well, I believe. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with in secret. James McDonald on board. Another sort of tough race, but, yeah, in secret's never really ran a bad race. And I know it's... Uh, Got a few wins for us in recent times. We're going to stick with her. Hopefully she can get up. I was going to put a little play on Cool and Gatter, but I just don't know about the straight, the, the uh, Flemington straight for her. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with In Secret. And I think it'll be the one to beat. And, yeah, hopefully we get a winner there for one of us. Yeah, there you go. Well, KG's in your boat as well. He's chips in on In Secret. So, hopefully one of us, us can get through, get us on the board. After hopefully, hopefully we're back a couple winners early as well on the card. Race 7. Next up, it's another three-year-old feature, but it's the Group 1 Victorian Derby over the staying trip of 2,500. Myself, I like a two-horse strategy here. They're both out of the same race last Saturday. First up, gotta have him. He's just so impressive. The favourite, Berkeley Square. Won the Group 2 Mooney Valley Vays by three-quarters of the length. He did get the dream one, but he still produced the meeting's best last 200, which is pretty impressive for a race over 2,000 when you got races over 1,200 and all that. He's four wins from six starts. You could make the argument he should be undefeated. Gets a nice draw in five. Willow sticks on. And then my other one is Percules. He finished third last weekend, but he went straight up from he went straight from the 1400 to the 2440, and stuck on strong for third, beaten just under a length. Scope for improvement now. Fourth start of the career. Will be making his own luck on speed, either leading or just in behind. And the race really lacks early speed on paper you look at those speed maps there's not much so i'm going if he gets away with it he's up my little little saver 30 dollars on percules but main play 70 bucks berkeley square how's the, how's the um skip see the race yeah i've gone uh played pretty simple strategy here i've just gone 50 dollars each way on berkeley square uh sorry 50 dollars each on berkeley square and sharp and smart i think uh, berkeley square has been in fantastic form and had a really good race last start and then also he's sharp and smart as well. What a fight back last week. I didn't think it was getting there for me. I think it was about $7 as well. Just flew home. I reckon the extra distance might help it. So just pretty simple. 50 each on those. James McDonald on board of sharp and smart and Craig Williams. So we know what those two jockeys can do as of late. So hopefully one of them get up. I couldn't really split them. I was going to lean towards sharp and smart. But like you said, Berkeley Swears has been on fire lately. And I'm, don't th- I, think, I don't think we've seen his best yet. So I reckon his best is to come. Well, yeah, KG's gone chips in on smart, sharp and smart. So according to the experts on this podcast, looks like one of the top two is going to get home there. Then the last of the group ones, the Empire Rose Stakes. For the Phillies and Mares over the mile, there's a couple of Kiwis at the top of the market, though, including the $2.50 favourite, Le Creek. Is that the way you're leaning? I do. I have a little play at that, but I do have a play at something else as well. So I'm going to go, first play will be just a $50 win on Le Creek. I think it'll be too quality for this. I know it's it's a Kiwi as well, so it'll be ready to go, and I reckon they've prepped it for this sort of run as well. And my other sort of play is a $20 win bet and a $30 place bet on Yearning. They had a really good return. Drew a sort of tough barrier, but I don't think the barrier will really matter. It's only about 20 to 1 at the moment. It wasn't fantastic last start, but it did show signs and ran well late, so... Start before that was pretty similar sort of run, had no luck, but yeah, just a little each way bet on that. 
nothing really stuck out on me in this race. Don't really know too much about most of the horses from New Zealand in this race. And, yeah, that'll be my two plays. Sort of simple with a favourite. And then, yeah, a little bit of a roughie and yearning. So, like what it did last start late. So, hopefully that can continue its late form and just do the rest of the race well. Yeah, well, the favourite, you take the favourite out of the race, it's pretty open, like 7.50, 10, 12, 14. They're all pretty close in the market. So for that, I just, yeah, I went in a bit of value. And funnily enough, it's the one that you're on as well, Yearning. Arguably should have won first up in the Group 2 Let's Elope, got held up, followed up with a 1.8 length 7th in the Group 2 Rose of the Kingdom. Now third up, rises to the mile, where I think she's a little bit better than the 1,400 she's been contesting. She's a Group 1 winner at the mile. Awkward draw, but Damien Thornton knows her pretty well. And I'm pretty sure the trainer wasn't too dis- too disappointed with the wide draw because there was a bit of controversy at the barrier draw. Ball wasn't in the draw or something, but I think she can run a race at each way odds. So I've gone 25 the win, 75 the place, and funnily enough, KG is also 20 on the win, 80 on the place. So Yearning gets up, the boys will be cheering home there. Yeah, that'll be a massive, massive afternoon if we can get up on Yearning. That'll be a great way to finish off the feature races. Yeah, no, twenty dollar win. Hopefully, the favourite stays in to give us that value. Even the place. What is it? The place. Five bucks a place. Not bad at all. But we'll move around the country. I'll quickly spit his couple little plays. KGs. He's got three at Rose Hill, so he's gone race three Waterford, race six Honey Creeper, and race nine Kyobi. So there's his couple little three plays for Rose Hill. What have you got? Uh, yeah, nothing too much this week. I've gone Flemington Race 9 as Fora. Uh, ran a great race, race last two weeks back, I think. It just flew home and didn't look like anything was going to catch it. It was playing about $3, so hopefully they can get up again for us. I've got Race 3. This is a little each-way bet. Bo Rossa hasn't been in great form as late, but I heard of him trialling well and he's fresh and ready to go. Used to run really well in Group 1 races. Always was up there with Behemoth. Hasn't had a good run for ages so hopefully that can get back in decent form and get a place at pretty good odds and then my last one is you know you know i love the the brisbane tracks race three eagle farm deep rogue it's my best bet of the day as well Ooh, that's a bit cool i was looking at that too i let i left it out though i wasn't too convinced but mate, you gotta trust the skiff in his own backyard it's a dangerous combo I was looking at In Secret as my best of the day, so that's my best in the, uh, in the feature races. But, yeah, I've, I had to go to Eagle Farm after hitting some uh, form in Doomden last week. Fair enough. Uh, myself, oh, I had about ten, I had about 10 or 11, but I narrowed it down because I'm like, there's no way I'm tipping that many. So I narrowed it down. I'm going Eagle Farm, a couple of skips backyard, race seven. This one's for your multis, though. It's $1.55. Looking at the form, he probably should be shorter. He's four from four in his... Oh, sorry, she. She's four from four in her career, and the margins have been 2.2, 6.5, 2.75, and her most recent start was 8.25 lengths. So I think she'll probably start shorter, but look, I'm not going to tip it to you because add her in your multis is all I'd say. Race nine, Mama, Mama Wataki, I believe, said could be definite wrong pronunciation but ran on strong last start despite the leader bias ran it within half a length stays at the 1400 where two where he's got two wins and three placings and he's gonna have a lovely run stalking either one or two pairs back morpeville race three zufasta generally avoid the maiden races but i think this boy's a real really good bet two runs deep this prep placed in both off the quick seven day backup and yeah 
think he'll be a class above. Hopefully break the maiden there for me. Race 8, Fallon. Racing well recently. Four top three finishes on the trot, including one win. And last start ran half a length second to Bamyan Bunda, who I tipped last week and won pretty well uh, in the last at Morpeville, I believe. And then I'm going to the last to get out at Morpeville. Chosen Blonde. Two from two to begin this campaign. The latest, a great half-length win after travelling three wide, no cover. That was in the same grade, albeit it was against their own sex, but shouldn't be too much of an issue stepping out. So no problem there. And then my last couple from Ascot. Race 8, the Group 3 Asian Bow. It's a feature over there in the West. And I like Let's Gallivant. I'm pretty sure I've tipped him before. I tipped against him last start. Uh, I think my tip ran second, unfortunately, but he just knows where the post is. Four wins from his last five, drawn the rail, going to get a cosy run, and then blasting out Brooklyn Pier. Three placings on the trot behind Tricks of the Trade, Carly's Karma, and Let's Gallivant, who all line up in that feature I just mentioned. It's Parnham riding for Parnham. I think, I don't know how they're related, but they're normally a pretty devastating combo over there. And there's likely to be one pair in front of my danger, that's Ginger Green, who I think is the second favourite. So that's my around the country. Boys tips, hopefully successful weekend. Any multis for the weekend or putting it on? Um, no, nothing multi, no multis yet, but, um, you know, maybe we'll go an in-secret win into a chain of lightning wind. Ooh. That wouldn't be bad odds. Very good. Hopefully uh, that can hit. But, yeah, it wraps up this week. Great day of racing, as we mentioned. Derby day, Golden Eagle day. Plenty of group racing going on. I think Valley's on Friday night as well. I don't think there's any group races on, but plenty of racing to hopefully back plenty of winners. Hopefully we've landed you a couple winners at least. Been in solid form. Would love a big day out for both of us soon. But as always, catch you next week.